you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Eric. All right, my friends. Andrew, Marcus, what are you going to make me write? What am I going to do? You are going to be writing about one of the hottest shows on television right now. So Not Game hot. of Thrones. But, oh, not that you know, it's hot. Just, just as graphic when this guy takes off his shirt. We're writing about the CW's Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shirtless Wonder. I gotcha. Yeah. I've seen the pictures. He's, I've he's seen the ads. shirtlesser than Sawyer was in Lost, and he's also <laughs> abbier than pretty much anyone. So. <laughs> oh, good shirtless. Abs upon abs. That's fantastic. But this show right. is not just eye candy. It's not just eye candy. It's got a lot of good DC fundamentals, and that's thanks to the producers who came up with the show, which is the cornerstone of the DC television universe. So this was produced by Andrew Kreisberg, Mark Guggenheim, and Greg Berlanti. And they, they wrote the pilot, they write a lot of the episodes, and they've just been the architects of this DC universe. The show premiered back on October 10th in 2012. The pilot was directed by David Nutter. Now it's in season four, so it's been going really well. It has two and a half spinoffs, maybe three and a half, however you want to count it. You got The Flash. <laughs> you got Legends of Tomorrow, you've got Supergirl, which may be or maybe not a spinoff, made by the same cats. And then you got Vixen, which is an animated thing. It's just all over the place. They also crossed over with Constantine. It, it, it's uh, everywhere, Eric. Yeah. Do these guys so, sleep? I want to know when these guys sleep. I don't think sleep. they do. I think they just make money in excellent television. I think that's that's about <laughs> it. Uh, so, Andrew, where, where can you get the show? What's, what's the genre that we're talking about? Sure. So, Arrow, it's a superhero show. And it's also a CW show, so there's a lot of teen drama, you know, lots of back and forth, you know, if we have these hot people staring longingly at each other. Oh, I can write that. Oh, man, oh, yeah. I know you can. Uh, so I watched this, I got, I caught up on the pilot, and I watched the first two episodes, actually, on Netflix. Um, they're available there, if you subscribe to that. But, as Mark said, it's on season four right now, so you can watch it week to week on the CW and then, of course, yeah. you can buy it on Amazon, you know, Blu-rays, you know, all, it's available as uh, physical media. Some of us had media. the Blu-rays, yeah. Not so. going to say which one of the three of us had them, but uh, it's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right, Marcus, would you set the scene for us? What What's this show all about? What's what, yeah. who's, who's Arrow? Who's the Arrow? So, Is he a who? So he, yeah, the, the Arrow. He's not even the Arrow in season one. So, uh, before we go much further, i got to give a light spoiler warning. We're going to do full spoilers sure. for the pilot of Arrow, which you know came out almost six years ago now, guys. So, get, get with the Abbey times. Uh, but we're going to do light spoilers for Beyond. Because i got to say, when I went back and watched the pilot for this, there are a lot of faces that I don't recognize in Season 4. Uh, <laughs> say that there's been some cast switch-ups. 
And there are a lot of characters that I like now who weren't on the show back then. A lot of characters that maybe I did or didn't like who just aren't there anymore. Did they uh, go up to a farm up north, upstate? They, they were at the farm up north. And, uh, yep, yep, that's what happens to them. Lots of, lots of that happening in the show. So... To, to give the setup, this this is why I love the show. I'm I'm a I'm a comics fanboy. I was reading DC comics when I was a child. Uh, I love that they've built this universe of DC and that they make all these references. It's wonderful. And the one guy they can't reference is Batman. But don't worry, Eric, because the Arrow is Batman. <gasps> so, it's pretty much Batman. It's pretty much Batman. He has an Arrow cave instead of a bat cave. Well, he's he's rich, you know. True? Is that true? It, it's it's true. It's not true in the first season. They they don't call oh. it the Arrow cave yet. Okay. Uh, so here, here's your setup. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, he doesn't Guys, have arrow I'm sharper. Right, I'm writing spray. this right now. It's Good. it's already halfway done. <laughs> so <laughs> no arrow, problem. Arrow is all about billionaire playboy. Sound familiar? Oliver mm. Queen. Okay, and he is the heir apparent to the Queen Consolidated Business, which is a tech firm, weapons. I don't know what they do. They they're, they're Wayne Enterprises, uh, and <laughs> he he disappears. He, he goes on a, a boat uh, that capsizes. Five years he's lost. Turns out he was on an island called Lian Yu, which literally translates. No, no, he's on an island called Lian Yu, which literally translates to purgatory. Okay, uh, uh, and of course, over those five years, he he did all the things that you need to do to become a superhero. So somehow he learned every language, he learned about every criminal network, he learned every fighting skill, and he became really, really good with a bow and arrow. Uh, what drove him through this is that when the ship capsized, he lost his father. But before his father died, as they were starving on this raft before they reached the island, his father gave him a book. He said, I've been a bad man, Oliver, and I've been collaborating with bad people. So here's a list of the names of the people who have failed Starling City, and you need to make this right. So, of course, when Oliver comes back, he decides to start killing them, uh, <laughs> crossing the names okay. off the list, right? So he comes back, he's rescued after five years, looking all bedraggled, his 20% of his body's covered in scar tissue, he's got abs like steel. Uh, we're going to mention the abs a few times. All and, right, all right. They're and, uh, yeah, he's got tattoos, so he's had adventures. We don't know about the adventures. They flash back to them consistently throughout the show. So he, he decides to create an alternative uh, persona, a vigilante that the city calls the Hood. Okay? So he's not Arrow or the Green Arrow yet. He's just the Hood. And he goes around shooting people to death with his arrows. <laughs> like straight up dead. Like, just straight up murdering. He, that, he, that's he, the he isn't holding back. These guys, they're dropping. And they're dropping for real. <laughs> It isn't yeah, like, God. man, he hit that guy like in the perfect spot to, to save his life. No, no, dead. <laughs> Straight up murdering. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. You're giving me a great gift here. Keep talking. <laughs> so he's, he's old man murder Batman. And uh, when he comes back, of course, everything's in shambles. So his mother's remarried to one of the old partners in Queen Consolidated. His young sister, I think she's like 17 at this point, yep. is a drug addict. She's followed the Playboy lifestyle. And, oh, yeah, his ex-girlfriend is sleeping with his best friend, right? Oh, this is a CW show. Typical. But, of course, his ex-girlfriend uh, became the ex when Oliver took her little sister on the boat that capsized. So his oh. ex-girlfriend, he, he was with her at the time, right? So yep. his girlfriend, is, her name is Laurel Lance, and uh, he's with her. Things are getting maybe a little too serious, so he hops on a boat with, his, with her little sister, Sarah Lance. <laughs> 
and Sarah unfortunately dies at sea. She's she's lost at sea. And so Oliver comes back and he's trying to piece things back together with Laurel, who's now dating Oliver's best friend, Tommy Merlin, who's uh, Tommy Merlin? Merlin, another billionaire. Yep. Heir, heir apparent to the, uh, the, the, the Merlin fortune, I guess. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Merlin's his father. And uh, yeah. And then of course they're the detective, the, the police detective in the city is detective Lance, Laurel and Sarah's father. So, of course, he hates Oliver, and he's not happy about having a vigilante come into the scene. So there's just, there's drama everywhere, Eric. Uh Absolutely everywhere. And because Oliver's been, you know, a little mysterious, doesn't know what's up, Moira, his mother, does something very important when he comes back, which introduces possibly my favorite character. Andrew, can you tell about who that is? Oh, man. We're talking about Diggle. John Diggle. Diggle. John Diggle. Yeah, so Diggle is uh, Oliver's bodyguard. Because, as Marcus said, Moira wants to keep him safe from the bad guys. Um, Diggle, he's ex-military. He's pretty He's pretty cold. Um, and he's following Oliver around. But, of course, Oliver has other plans. <laughs> um, because he is turning into a superhero. And he has all these cool new tricks up his sleeve. Superhero tricks. Or at least a super, super serial murderer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, like... He's constantly ditching Diggle, which is the funniest thing. The first couple of episodes, he's just like, he's sitting in the backseat of the car, and then Diggle will look back, and he's gone. He's rolled out of the car, and Diggle's oh, like, that's what? good. Going go? 60 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, gosh. And I so, love that. And, but yeah, Diggle keeps popping back up. He keeps finding him. So, like, he's not incompetent. He's far uh-huh. from it. It's just, <laughs> it's just that Oliver keeps losing him. It's really funny. They're, they're repartee. Um, the other thing in terms of dynamic that I absolutely love is between Laurel and Oliver. So this is set up, at least in the first couple episodes, this we're thinking is our romance. Even though Laurel is with Tommy, there's chemistry between her and Oliver. And they literally, and I'm not kidding, they literally, every scene with them together starts with them bumping into each other. Like, that is what it is. In the first couple episodes just bumping into each other like i'm it's it's not this isn't it's like oh i just bumped into him no he they bump into each other they they run into each other physically this is this is laurel and who arrow yeah yep the arrow oliver okay Okay. Mm -hmm. laurel lance who's Uh again sister went on the boat with oliver and died Uh uh-huh uh-huh gotcha bumping into each other and now laurel is also a young lawyer so she's prosecuting people, and one of the ways Oliver thinks he can make things right is by killing the people <laughs> or coercing them in ways outside of the law. So things start working out a little bit better for Laurel when Oliver comes back. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so this is, you know, this is, again, the tone of this show. It's dark. Think Batman. Batman, but also CW. You know CW. Like, mm-hmm. so these kind of, like, melodramatic tones to them at least as far as the character relationships go um but i mean the fight scenes are brutal i mean oh. I, that's one of the things that i love about rewatching the show um after we, a while we, it's been a while since i'd seen it but i revisited for this are we talking like daredevil brutal no 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 not quite oh. there i mean oh, that's well. that's intense we'll see, we'll see. this, is, this oh. is still on tv you know uh, it's not netflix <laughs> oh. unless you watch but, it on netflix but they don't increase the gore if you're streaming it 
but it's great. Sucks. Um, it's you know he's uh he's kind of like, um. Well, he's like a ninja, you know, so he's jumping around on things. He monkey bars over things because there's a lot of fights in industrial areas, you know. Of course, tons of industrial places, you know, uh, rain-slicked concrete and everything, you know, um, is usually where we are. But, yeah, and he is just straight up killing people, firing arrows, and he <laughs> never enough. misses. He never misses. Never so misses. You don't dare make him miss because Never misses. Gotcha. you get an automatic zero out of ten arrows if he misses <laughs> so, uh let's let's give you some toys some things that you can play with when you're actually writing this uh sure of course being batman the first thing he does is set up a bat cave except it's it's more of an arrow cave it's not called the arrow <laughs> cave at this point but he he finds a conveniently located queen consolidated warehouse and makes a training arena uh and that's where he stores his stuff it's located in the bad part of town called the Glades. And the Glades is the site of a big conspiracy that his father was involved in. So Glades is just, just rubbish part of town. He's got to clean it up, right? And yeah. so with that, uh, Diggle would kind of help him, but at this point we don't really know that relationship, so uh, lying to Diggle is an important part of this. Uh-huh. He starts bringing in someone who's a fan favorite character who's not in the pilot, but I gotta mention her. Her name is Felicity Smoke, and she has to be in your story. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Felicity is the tech genius at Queen Consolidated. She's a uh, this chipper blonde woman, glasses, just you know, cliche, nerdy, hot girl. Uh, and she's perfect at everything. So he starts just coming up with excuses to involve her in the crime fighting. Like, hey, I just found this bloody arrow. Maybe we should do research on it for the company because uh, we might start selling bloody arrows. You know? So, uh, All right. Dubious, dubious reasons to spend time together. And, of course, she loves Felicity. Or, Feli- or Felicity loves Arrow. Felicity uh, loves Felicity. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest thing is the Arrow is obsessed with pointing out people who have, quote, you getting this, quote, failed this city. <laughs> so that's that's his MO in this first season. Is yes. he'll, he'll find someone from the little black book that his father gave him, go mm-hmm. up to them, <laughs> pull an arrow on them, say, you have failed this city, and straight up murder them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, so you, you can play with that. Thea's dealing with drug abuse, you know, and every time Oliver tries to talk to her about it, She'll just say, you did the same stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, lots of mystery flashback to the island if you want, because somehow we learned these things. You can give us excuses for any of it. Sure. And uh, give us some sexy melodrama. Perfect. Yeah. Any questions about it? Uh, I mean, I think we've kind of well, reached here, that let point. Me, let, me, uh, let me recap briefly. Uh, okay. You gave me, this is actually a lot of stuff very quickly. Yeah. Um, so basically we got Arrow, who is Oliver Queen. He's a billionaire playboy. Uh, he's uh, the heir apparent to uh, Queen Consolidated. Yep, I think is the name of the thing. Uh, he's he's Batman with arrows. Uh, he thinks people have failed the city. He's got a list of names. Uh, he didn't doesn't bother to do any research to make sure they're they're actually bad. He just believes his dad, and then he <laughs> <Yep>. starts murdering. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, probably. Uh, why do I have a reason to doubt you? Um, he's got, he's got, uh, oh, there's so many people on here. We got Tommy Merlin. I don't know if he's important, but he's another billionaire because billionaires hang out with each other. Uh, we got Laurel, the lawyer, uh, who is his ex-girlfriend. His, uh, 
he he killed the sister accidentally, <laughs> basically. Yeah, pretty well, uh, cheating, cheating on Laurel. Yeah, exactly. So you know, there's there's some bad blood, some drama. Uh, we have Felicity Smoke, who is a tech genius, uh, and uh, of course, uh, in a Mary Sue, apparently sounds like. Uh, and he just uh, Arrow wants to hang out with her all the time. Gosh, this is gonna be hard. I'm, I keep forgetting that his name is Oliver and not Arrow. Uh, <laughs> Easy to mistake. He's not Arrow yet. He's the Hood. Oh, he's the Hood. Oh, that's gonna be <laughs> so difficult. Arrow is gonna is gonna play in somehow. <laughs> he, he, like he's gonna call himself Arrow in his own head. We'll see. <laughs> that's what he wants to be called. Deep down, he knows. Please, please call he me knows. that. Just Arrow uh, origins. <laughs> he's got Diggle. Diggle sounds like a fun character. The bodyguard that, that Arrow's always ditching. Uh, so that'll definitely play in. Brutal fight scenes. CW dr- melodrama. Uh, <laughs> the quote, you have failed this city, will will play in. Uh, you know, I, I don't even like have any questions. I'm so set. Do you guys have bonus points for me? Like what? what anything else I need to hit? Anything you want to see? Sure. Uh, the bonus point I've got to give you is using a specialty arrow or using an arrow to do something other than killing someone. Uh, at this point, don't get me wrong. He still kills people left and right with arrows, but he's so good at an arrow that he can, he can just kill <laughs> or, or bounce it off three different surfaces and hit a button, whatever sure. you're going to do, do something clever with an arrow. All right. Andrew? I mean, maybe it goes without saying that I want to see him shirtless at some point, but he better be shirtless at (laughs) some point. Um, But also, so they say this city a lot in this show. It's not just the line, (laughs) you failed this city. It's all talk about, you know, they pull up alongside and there's like homeless people on the street. Man, this city, you know, it's, it's, it's out of control, man. Or like, man, we have to protect this city. You know, like there's so much talk of the city. So if you say the, the, the words this city over five times in this piece, I will be happy. <laughs> that's, that's a good goal. All right, awesome. consider it done. Uh, you, you're going right. <laughs> I will. This is, this is so good. I'm, I'm excited. This is Batman with arrows. Why not? And Eric, uh, do t- not fail this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of it. All right. I'll uh talk to you guys in a bit. Hey, Sham listeners, if you like the show, there are two things you can do that'll really help us out. The first is subscribe. You'll get a new episode every week in 2016 without fail. That's our pledge to you, and that'll be delivered automatically to your device. Beyond that, you could really help us out by writing a review. Let other people know what the show's about, what your experience has been. And if it's positive, all the better. If you don't feel like you can write a positive review, think about it as a writing challenge. You think you're better than us? Write a sham fiction of a good review. Make us believe that you believe in us. I know you can do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. All right, well, Eric is off writing. Let's figure out how he has failed or not failed this city. What, oh, what do you predict goodness. he's going to do here, Andrew? Uh, well, I hope he doesn't fail this city. That's, that's <laughs> for hope sure. We hope not. He might get oh, straight man. up murdered if he does. Oh, man. The arrow would. The hood would. Straight up murdered. So, man, I, I, I'm i really excited. I'm excited for our normal bonus points, but for me, I, I want to see... I want to see the arrow ditch Diggle in like the most ridiculous way possible. Yeah. I, I want to see 
that because it's so ridiculous in the show and i want to see if he can one-up it because in that first episode when it's like diggle just like turns around and the arrow is gone it's like what yeah oh man let's i want to see something just just off off the wall what about you what what are you thinking what are you thinking i'm I'm thinking that eric's really gonna latch on to the sexy cw show side of this and describe uh arrows glistening abs at some point oh they glisten they're gonna oh, listen. Man, we should have we should have credited the the makeup people, the ab listeners, the, the those that painstakingly sculpt the abs. I mean, you, you gotta give him some credit, but we gotta give those makeup people some credit. They do they do hard work. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's all I've got. Do you have any other things you want to see from the man? Oh my goodness! If if he bumps into Laurel at some point, I know we're probably gonna get a fight scene. But if he bumps into Laurel, like literally bumps into her at some point in the fight scene, (laughs) I I'll lose it. I'll absolutely lose it. So here's hoping to that. All right. Well, let's let's bring him in. Hey heroes, I'm back. I wrote an episode of Arrow. Is it the arrow or just arrow? Just it's just arrow. arrow. Drop the is, the. it gr- is it just arrow? <laughs> it's cleaner. Cleaner. <laughs> is it is it green arrow? It's the green arrow. Oh. And it's the arrow in the show, but the title oh. of the show is Arrow. And at this point, oh. he is the hood, not just hood. <laughs> okay. Whoa. I'm Whoa. Whoa. Is the arrow outside? Yeah. That is, is that what that it's, is accurate to the show? <laughs> That's production values on this podcast. <laughs> I opened the windows just for you, Bay. Oh my goodness! Oh good. Yeah, look out for someone arrow lining in. <laughs> a common move: shoot an arrow uh. zip line, wrap your bow over it, and then you're good to go. You know that's not in this, and so I'm I'm really glad I didn't write that. I thought uh, about it though. Uh, hey, yeah, it's good no. that you thought about it. That's that's great because I don't think we mentioned it. So. Are you ready for this story? Oh, can right, I begin? Can, can you open it with this week on a very special episode of Arrow? I'll do it the just Christmas for you. Christmas special. This week on a very special episode of Arrow. Have you ever been to the Glades, Miss Smoke? <laughs> That's what he had said that morning when this all began. She hadn't been to the Glades, of course. Who would spend even five minutes in that greasy part of town unless they had no other choice? Felicity had mentioned this at the time, but Mr. Queen assured her that, quote, This city will surprise you. Also, he added, be sure to bring the new prototype. That evening, she went to the address he had scratched onto the back of a business card and met him and his bodyguard, Diggle, at Queen Consolidated's Annex Warehouse. She wasn't even aware such a place existed. Mr. Queen immediately sent the other man off to go fetch coffees, then ushered her through the rolling garage door, flipped the switches on the wall, and the lights all came on one at a time, each blazing bulb accompanied by a loud electric thud. It was, for all intents and purposes, a ninja training ground, and it had it all. Mr. Queen tried, and failed, to mask his excitement as he threw off his shirt and began (laughs) demonstrating everything. (laughs) That monkey bar thing from American Ninja Warrior where you have to throw your whole body and the bar itself from one precarious shelf to the next? Check. A climbing wall that curved upside down over a pool of hungry crocodiles? Check. 
a ridiculously low limbo bar that you could only pass under by lying on your front and slithering along on the ground using your individual ab muscles like tiny caterpillar feet? <laughs> check and check. He had never explained to her why the place existed, but Felicity wasn't an idiot. The steady stream of secret assignments he had pushed her way in the last several weeks, all relating to new and creatively deadly designs for high-tech bows and arrows, <laughs> had more or less given it away. You're the hood. Admit it, she said after he had finished showcasing the man-sized hamster wheel. <laughs> to his credit, he hadn't tried to hide the truth. That's just the name this city chose to call my brand of justice he had said, as he wiped the sweat from his face with one of several clean t-shirts that hung from pegs on the wall. But now you know my secret, he continued, a roguish smile playing on his face. You might as well see everything. <laughs> it was a half hour later when Mr. Queen realized that Diggle had never come back with their coffees. <laughs> he immediately put on the trademark hood, continued to refrain from putting on a shirt, grabbed the bow and quiver, and was out on the roof with a speed that reiterated to Facility the fact of the man's incredible stamina. She felt that it was implied that she should remain in the relative safety of the warehouse, but what would be the science in that? After winding her away around the elaborate obstacle course, avoiding the crocodiles, and just barely skirting past the machine that spits darts for reflex training or whatever, <laughs> she hit the button that raised the front door and found Diggle standing there, hand thrust forward as if about to knock. He held a coffee carrier, the kind with a handle that suspends two drinks below, and a panicked look on his face. Diggle? Felicity said, the chipper smile sliding off her lips as she read the man's expression. I, I saw him. Had to go the long way around. Don't want him to follow me back here, he puffed, clearly out of breath. Saw who? she asked, reaching out a steadying hand. But as she did so, she saw him on the street behind. Short, round, completely hairless, and shining in the midday sun as if he had just been through a rock tumbler. A polished boulder, roughly the shape of a human being, and he looked smug. Alabaster stone, whis <laughs> whispered Diggle. Felicity knew the name, of course. Stone Industries was Queen Consolidated's main competition in the tech field, and it was rumored that they had set up shop right next door to QCHQ, just to skim industrial secrets from them. There were other rumors as well. Everybody wondered where all of the supercriminals that had infected the city were getting their tech, and Mis Mr. Queen had said, It all leads back to Stone. He's a plague on this city. I think he caught the trail, Diggs, she breathed, not taking her eyes off the human cue ball. <laughs> Diggle spun and swore to himself as two thugs in suits stepped in front of Stone and hefted huge weapons, pointing them directly at Felicity and Diggle. The design of the weapons was very interesting, with oversized barrels that rested on the thugs' shoulders, and Felicity was just in the middle of trying to decide if they were some kind of sonic disruption devices similar to the ones they were working on at Queen, or merely a set of run-of-the-mill gr grenade launchers. When Stone spoke, "'Where is he?' <laughs> the man shouted, in a surprisingly high-pitched voice. "'I know you two work with the hood!' "'What is he talking about?' Diggle asked Felicity. She kept her mouth shut. Suddenly, a loud growl of a voice directed their attention to the warehouse roof to their right. "'I'm here, Stone!' <laughs> 
It was Mr. Queen, standing tall on an overhang of the roof that jutted out partially over the street. He was standing casually with his right foot up on the edge of the wall, his bow slung over his naked shoulder, eyes shaded by the dark green hood. He held a small black book in his hand, opened as if reading. He continued, And it looks like your name is in my book. How convenient. <laughs> Stone smiled at this and said in a barely audible whisper, Blow it up! Before Felicity could react, the giant cannons went off with a deafening roar. Felicity's heart seemed to stop and she felt a heat radiating from her chest. Time slowed. And in the span of a blink, two huge grenades erupted from the barrels of the guns and sped straight for her, quicker than she would normally be able to perceive. She instinctively raised her arms to protect her face, briefly mused her disappointment that the guns were boring old grenade launchers, and just before her eyes squeezed shut in anticipation of the blast, three things happened. First, an arrow screamed down from above and struck the rightmost grenade in mid-flight, which sent it careening to the left, directly into the path of the second grenade. The two struck each other and exploded simultaneously which threw Felicity and Diggle off their feet and back through the open door and into the warehouse. Second, another arrow came flashing past her face and struck the handle of Diggle's coffee carrier, thus ripping it out of the man's hand and pinning the coffees perfectly against the cement wall to their left. Third, a final arrow struck the pavement near her feet, bounced off the smooth concrete, ricocheted off of the crocodile climbing wall, sending it back towards the door, and striking true on the heavy chain that held the garage door open. The chain snapped, and the door slammed to the ground just as their feet cleared the threshold. They landed heavily on their backsides, but were otherwise completely unscathed. The door now stood between them and the enemies outside. Felicity sat up with a gasp, and looked to the wall on the left, noticing that the coffees had survived the ordeal without a single drop spill. <laughs> they swung back and forth like a pendulum suspended from the arrow. Another set of explosions shook the warehouse, and Diggle helped Felicity to her feet. They both ran to the other end of the training ground and took off through the fire exit, setting off a blaring alarm. They ran around the building back to the front and discovered that the two thugs with grenade launchers were now dead, the feathered shafts of arrows planted <laughs> deeply in their skulls. Mr. Queen was now on the opposite side of the street, but it appeared he was completely out of arrows. He crouched for cover behind a pickup truck as Stone himself grabbed a grenade launcher from the body of his fallen subordinate. You've been disrupting business, vigilante! <laughs> the fat man screamed as he struggled with a weapon. I will not abide you killing my comrades! <laughs> <laughs> and I will not abide what you've done to this city, shouted Mr. Queen in return. The cannon fired, and Mr. Queen dove. The truck exploded in a giant fireball as he rolled across the street and collided roughly with the wall of the warehouse, only a few feet from where Diggle and Felicity stood. Uh, Mr. Queen? asked Diggle apprehensively. Is that you? The hood <laughs> had fallen to reveal his face. He made momentary eye contact with Diggle before standing and facing Stone, who was preparing to fire again. In that moment, however, recognition danced in Stone's eyes as he studied Mr. Queen's face. Oliver Queen? He exclaimed. <laughs> Talk about a twofer! <laughs> he laughed. 
He laughed as he squeezed the trigger. In that <laughs> moment, Mr. Queen nodded to Felicity. It was time to test out the new prototype. She quickly dug into her pocket and pulled out a small metallic cylinder, like a bullet, and tossed it to him. He snatched it out of the air without even looking and affixed the bullet to the string of his bow. Suddenly, the <laughs> cylinder expanded with a puff of compressed air, telescoping into a full-sized arrow. <laughs> as soon as it happened, Mr. Queen released, sending the arrow sailing through the air and directly into the barrel of the grenade launcher. The impact shook stone for a moment as his eyes widened in fear. Alabaster stone, said Mr. Queen with a cool flame in his voice. <laughs> you have failed this city. And with that, the grenade launcher exploded. <laughs> the end. Woo! Oh, man. Oh, boy. I enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you? <laughs> there are so many things just right off the start of that. Uh, when Andrew and I were talking, our, our secret bonus points, his was to uh, have Diggle be sent away in a great way. And that was the first thing <laughs> it you was did. fantastic. Good. And Is mine that was that you, you describe his abs, and of course he immediately takes off his shirts and uses a caterpillar shuffle with the abs. Oh my gosh, yep. the caterpillar shuffle. That was my favorite <laughs> bit of language in that. I just pictured like these uh, tiny little things. Oh god. Uh, the rip- oh man, great, great. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah. me that makes me pleased. As Good. as always, I love your performance here. <laughs> that elevates it to another level. Um and I liked how his villain, instead of being the modern thug-like villain, is just a 1960s Batman-style camp villain. Just a grotesque. Oh, a Tufa, Oliver Queen. <laughs> just not even that in his look, too. Like, he looks like something yeah. out of a com. I mean, like, I pictured something out of a comic book. Like, a literal, like a Humpty Dumpty guy oh, yeah. he, he, his skin was made of marble because his name was alabaster and that's what i think alabaster looks like i'm not sure <laughs> alabaster stone <yeah. laughs> well i i didn't have any uh, rogues gallery to actually pull from i didn't know any names so i decided to just go for uh whatever super villain yeah <laughs> it was good the evil version of oliver queen yeah so andrew what, what are your initial thoughts there Oh my goodness! I the 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 started thing like Marcus said. Yeah, I, I mentioned in the prediction segment about you sending Diggle away, and I said I hope he sends him away in just a ridiculous kind of hammy cheeseball way, and instead you did it in just like the most like plain but also really kind of emasculating way, where it's like you go, <laughs> you go pick up coffee, okay? Because Diggle is hardcore in the show, like he's ex-military, he's like and and he also. If Oliver Queen in the show said, go get coffee, he'd be like, no. You know, he'd be like, hell no. You know, it would, it would, it was, but it was, it was great. Like, picturing Diggle going through a Starbucks line uh, gives me chuckles. <laughs> and then also the, the Ninja Warrior. Uh, <laughs> the salmon ladder, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the, to the links. I mean, yes, of course, we have the, that crazy bar thing from the show, but you just took it a step further. And that's where, when you, like, that's where you went balls to the walls with it, and that was so great. I I want to know how Oliver Queen gets crocodiles into this warehouse without anybody knowing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's a different story. 
<laughs> Anything else from you, Marcus? Anything else that you felt right away? Your reactions? Uh, I, I mean, I've got some more critique-like things, but I want to hear from Eric first. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, how'd you approach this, my friend? Okay, so uh, I, I I struggled in in one particular okay. way. I, I couldn't quite figure out how to nail, like, the CW sort of aesthetic. Yeah. The kind of uh, melodramatic, relationshipy thing. Because I just wanted to do an action scene. Sure. I, I, I really wanted to get a fight in there. And I wanted him to kill one of the people on his list. That was, that was my main cool. thing going in. And I couldn't, in, like, a single span of time, figure out how to make the, the googly eyes part of the relationship work. Um... And but the the uh, doing it from the perspective of one of the side characters was something I really wanted to do as well. Uh, I considered doing it from Diggle's perspective, but decided uh, since Marcus, you were really excited about Felicity Smoke, yes. I decided to do it from hers. Uh, we unfortunately don't get to see, I guess, much of her uh, talents or personality because she is mostly just the sounding board uh, to relay the information of what's going on. But uh, hopefully. There was a little spark in there that made you happy. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you happy. <laughs> the telescoping arrow made me very happy. Oh my goodness! And, and your whole your whole line about how she figured it out because he kept asking specifically for arrows and bows. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just spot on. Oh, oh! T- answer me this. Uh, riddle me this, arrow. Uh, who knows? who who arrow is like i realized i didn't know this if secret identity was a secret or if it was just everybody was aware that oliver queen is arrow or so what's right going at, on. right at the beginning kind of the time period you were writing no one would know uh i think now essentially spoilers everyone knows sure. <laughs> or they're dead uh some of them know and are dead uh-huh. but so having felicity find out is actually very similar to how she finds out on the show because oh, nice. the writers at some point realized, hey, we can't have the smartest woman around not understand <laughs> that she keeps going on arrow cases. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I gotta say, though, the, having him hook up with Felicity and reveal his identity <laughs> was so so uh, wish-fulfilling right at the beginning of this. Oh, gosh. You know, I realized the way I read it was also kind of winky. Like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna do it now. And I didn't. I actually didn't even write it, like with that in mind. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's what I. That's like, what I, I thought. Because I did the half hour later yeah. thing, which is usually my way of saying that somebody is getting down and dirty, <laughs> and I don't want to describe it. Uh, so I realized that came across. But no, I was just like, oh, they're they're off doing geeky things, or I don't care. Okay, you can call <laughs> and those then things only, geeky. Only after, yeah, only after reading, I realized, oh. I totally just wrote a slash. Didn't I? <laughs> oh, just a little bit. Uh, but he still kept his shirt off either way, regardless yep, of what he was key. doing. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't go out without a shirt. <laughs> oh my goodness! The, 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 again, I, the imagery of this guy wearing a hood but no shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope you liked oh, that. I did. It was fantastic. Good. Uh, so, any any criticisms, any horrible inaccuracies? Uh, what could I have done better? I'll let you start off there, Andrew. Oh, okay. Um, man, I I think you should because I'm not prepared for this. Let me gather my thoughts here. I think you're more ready than I am. Gosh, it, it sounds know, like the, the talk of someone who's failing the city. Oh Andrew. gosh, please stop. Uh, so let's see. I mean, you got the dead thugs just right. 
Um, Alabaster <laughs> Stone, I, I really enjoyed, but that was the furthest thing from accurate to the series. Okay. Uh, because this series is, it's like deadly serious. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the first season especially, they don't really get into superpowers or super criminals of any level. Mm-hmm. It's just Arrow straight up murdering people in his book, you know? Okay. Um, so that was fun, but that was pretty far off from the source material. Um, it's more in line of what they do on the Flash. The Flash is all about meta humans every week. Oh, arrows, okay. arrows a little bit less. Uh, the arrows, so having the telescoping arrows is excellent. Uh, they haven't gotten that cool with their tech yet, <laughs> but appreciated that. I think Hawkeye had that in the Avengers. Oh. Um, I loved him shooting the grenades out of the air. Like, that kind of deadly accuracy slowdown thing is the sort of thing they will do on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think all of that was, was good. Uh, I really was missing the CW drama, though. Sure. Now, uh, just to clarify one of your points you just made. Yeah. Are you saying they do, like, a time dilation thing in the show? Like, where they slow down, they go and, like, ramp the speed of the camera to show, like, the cool arrow stunts? They, they, like, they've they done that, I think, once or twice, but I might just be thinking about when the Flash guest stars. Oh, okay. Because obviously when the Flash comes, they do that every okay. five seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they've done crossovers. I, I want to draw a specific attention to that bit with the arrows, the three arrows. Mm-hmm. I loved the way you broke that down. Yeah. That was so great. Like prefacing it with the three things and then like kind of taking us through it like that just slowing it down but yet it still felt in the moment it still felt exciting i wanted to know what happened it was great yeah i i loved that that i think in terms of your writing other than the the ab caterpillar was uh was probably was my favorite bit good good action beat right there in the middle i i adored that moment great um yeah so for me it was um I think part of it had to do with our perspective. Um, I imagine Arrow scenes, watching the, the 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 action scenes in Arrow, they're so ingrained in the moment and through the, his perspective. Like I remember in the first episode, there's even bits when you see him jumping around where we see through kind of his perspective as he's like grabs on this ledge and then grabs on the next ledge, <laughs> and these things that seem so you know, with him that you, by not writing from his perspective, um, I think some of that immediacy was lost. Um, and I kind of wanted to be in the thick of that moment. And because like you said, like, um, Felicity, you didn't have a lot of time. You wanted to focus on the arrow action. You weren't able to characterize her as much. It made her less interesting and her perspective again, not writing like the character itself, but, um, the way you wrote the character, it just, it, there was, there was, it was just, um, you know, a, a viewpoint for us to watch the story. It made those moments where you mentioned how she liked the science and the, the, the science of that moment and how that kind of like excited her. Those moments were mm-hmm. so welcome when they happened that I wanted more of them. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, I think, you know, the telescoping arrow, which I talked about and I liked that it would have been great even just to have her have a little aside there. You know, now she finally understood why six weeks in the lab working on this oh, was worth sure. it. You know, really take advantage of being in her perspective to add her flavor, her feeling on the events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I think that's a very uh, astute observation you had there, Andrew. Yeah, I think the closest that uh, I got with that is her just kind of musing about the grenade launchers. 
uh, kind of she takes a moment and does yeah, this aside. That was really yeah, good. I could have, I could have, I should have done that sort of thing again at the end, and uh, I didn't. Unfortunately, I, at that point, I was just like, "Oh God, I'm I'm over sixteen hundred words. This is getting too long. Oh, don't fail this city. <laughs> Wrap it don't up. Do it. I don't want to fail this oh, city. Man. We we get fined so much if we go over time on these. <laughs> <laughs> FCC. Um, <laughs> they're a killer, man. We don't want to fail the FCC. No. How many the times city. did you say fail this or this oh, city? Oh yeah, that's thing. a that did was a point. Points? I, I wasn't paying four. attention. Oh, you did. I I have exactly okay. five. I I uh, put them in bold. In oh, my thank script. goodness <laughs> that you did. Allow me to uh, replay. Oh, please do. Sure. Let's, the greatest hits. All right. This city will surprise you. He's a plague on this city. Uh-oh, I'm trying to find oh, them. Oh, no, this is good radio. <laughs> this is working as well. I think that first this one that good. you just said, I think I missed that yeah. one. So I think that's the one gotcha. that I missed. But I do want to hear them I again. I will not abide what you've done to this city. You have failed this city. Yeah, Let's see. That is four. Uh, I, I'm going to keep looking. You keep talking. Oh, my goodness. Well, Because I'm so worried I, now. I'll have to comment on the voice. Uh, that was actually another thing that was wrong. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. But... Arrow very cleverly has a voice modulator. So when he's in arrow mode, he goes, the dark, I am arrow voice. Oh, Uh, weird. But when he's normal, he has the Jack Bauer, I'm going to whisper to be really intense thing going on. Oh, sure. Like, Felicity, this is really important. It's so important. (laughs) Just how really intense action stars like to whisper for intensity. Gotcha. I was just going for Batman. Yeah, (laughs) which I I appreciate it. Uh, also, I found the last Ooh. one, uh, last line, the fifth one. That's just the name this city chose to call oh, my yeah. brand of justice. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. Good one. All right. Well, good. Five, well, I'm glad we revisited it because it was bonus points. It was going to make or break. I need yeah. those points. They're the only points I'm going to oh, get. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for points? Are we ready for scoring? I think yeah, we are. Lay it on me. L- lay give, lay give it me on us, Andrew. All right. Start off. So I, based on that critique, like I said, again, the viewpoint character wanting to see more of her, I think that was probably, in my opinion, one of the... The, the biggest weaknesses of the piece but again there were some great moments especially that slowed down action beat and the descriptions near the beginning of his arrow cave um uh i'm gonna give you five out of six caterpillar abs um or excuse oh. me who am i kidding seven out of, let's say seven out of eight because uh, okay. uh <laughs> like this that. is the arrow we're talking about he, he's not a six-pack kind of guy <laughs> he's got the things the cut the cut. Those things. Oh, he's got the those cut things. things. The sexy the triangle the, 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 crotch. The, 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 yeah. I think that's that's what the ladies love, oh, and also man. not me. Uh, I certainly don't love that. That doesn't. I'm not attracted to that. <laughs> uh, Marcus, how about your now, your score? Yeah, now I'm stalling because of course my my metric was also going to be the number of arrows. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. What else is there? I think. Yeah. Why haven't we been doing that more? You know, it keeps it all in the same <laughs> metric, same system of unit of measurement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll I'll stick with the six pack. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him five out of six. Right. Uh, lose, lose some points there because I didn't get the CW drama side that I mm-hmm. wanted to see. I know you were making the choice, but you couple that with a few of the inaccuracies, you lose a point. Uh, otherwise, strength of the writing high, especially when you got into the action. I I could tell that the action was what you were working on, like what that 
was most exciting to you here. And uh, I really appreciated that time dilation trick. Fantastic. I appreciate the feedback. That's great. I, I, I agree at the points that I need to improve on. And I agree on the parts that are awesome. Yay! I'm so great. No, this was good. Even, right. This was good even, like, when picking up on that for my, like, I think all of us. Like, I think that's something when you're thinking about a viewpoint character that's maybe, you know, like a, a secondary character or someone who's not in the midst of the action to not forget to characterize that person. I think that's something sure. that's yeah. really important all around, and I'm looking forward to carrying that forward yeah, in my point. own. Because I'd probably, I'd make that mistake easily. Sure. Yeah. Good point. So we'll have to give you another teen drama at some point, Eric, so you can oh, really please. get into the feels, as it were. <laughs> uh, that'll be my uh, my assignment for the next one. Doesn't matter what it is, even if it's uh, I don't know Smallville or something. It'll have to be one hundred percent teen. Yeah, drama. even if you were doing Smallville, uh, I think there would be a lot of teen drama in it. <laughs> be hey. pretty easy there. I haven't seen it. It's an option. It's it an, is option. an option. We'll, we'll think about it. But until then, you know, check out Arrow if you're interested. It's on the Hulu. It's on the Netflix. You can buy it on Blu-ray, uh, you know, if you want to see those abs in full HD. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we're not creeping out Stephen Amell here. Uh, we're just fans <laughs> of the show. <laughs> so I check it out. by this. It's, it's great. These three yeah, dudes sure. doing a podcast where 90% of the conversation is about his abs. Just absolutely smitten. Well, he's just, he's better than he's us. So much that's, better. that's all there is to it. He's <laughs> on TV. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Bye. This has been Champagne. Bye. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. Hey everybody, for next week's episode, I hope you're a fan of red-headed loot players with an alar like Ramston Steel, because we're going to have Andrew Neal write a sham fiction for one of our favorite fantasy novels. If you don't know what we're talking about, and you're confused and angry, just, just drop yourself into the impassive calm of the Heart of Stone and tune in next week for sham fiction.